Welcome to episode 34 of the Permaculture Pimpcast. The only Pimpcast out there where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? Man, I'm I'm exhausted, but it's also been a good day. It's been a, I mean, pleasant, unbelievable weather. Yeah. Yeah, it got up to 70s today. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it definitely yeah. this time of year, man. I mean, we got so much done, too, but we'll cover that in a minute. All right, y'all, this episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap. You can get it over at twooldcrows.com. Turn that mangy man into a sexy beast. Bam! And don't forget, check out us, check us out on the Fountain app where you can tip a pimp. Yeah, everybody's using that hashtag. Well, it's becoming a thing. I don't know. Everybody Mark, uses it. Well, Mark, uh, one of the guys we met this weekend, man, a real cool dude. He lives not far from us. He actually sent me some t-shirts. I finally, uh, I'll get into it, I think, in more in the uh, Q&A section, but I finally got an email that he sent from way back. For some reason, uh, a lot of you folks out there are reaching out to me, telling me you're not getting, I'm not getting your emails. Maybe it's going in the spam folder. I'm looking in there. I don't see anything. I don't know what's going on, but some weird stuff is. All right, y'all, tip of the day, and it's not tip a pimp, it's put your waterer on the compost pile. Well, to be- hold on, to back it up real quick, we do just need to switch from Gmail. There's yeah. a lot of issues that come along with, G- with Gmail. I mean, it is a free, it's a free email account. So, I mean, we need to switch to, I think, like Proton Mail or something like that. Yeah, we're going to have to go with something else. But yeah. yeah, tip of the day, put your waterer on the compost pile. Um, this time of year... If you're having your chickens, if you have any interactions with your chickens and you got, you're doing compost, if you want to keep that waterer, if it's one of those vacuum kind from freezing, do what we've been doing for the longest time. And we figured this out way back in Texas. Believe it or not, it feels colder in Texas than it ever has here in the higher altitudes, or it feels colder in Texas. Honestly, I felt colder in Texas or in the low country in North Carolina more so than I ever did in Alaska. But anyway... Take that waterer, stick it on top of your compost pile, and if you have to, depending on how cold it's going to get, stick it down in there a little bit and maybe cover it up just a tad. I'm telling you what, it ain't going to freeze if you got an active compost pile. That's what I'm talking about. So keep that in mind. All right, son, son getting right into it with the uh, farm news. We had that uh, gathering over in Burnsville where yep. we went, met Mark and a bunch of other awesome people over there. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, man, what I really... Here's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, when I go to these things, man, it's always awesome when I can talk to so many other people and I learn so many things from them. Also, like um, there was a number of people that hit me up about doing a pig processing where they wanted to be there in person. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you, man. One of them, I wish I could remember this guy's name, but Mark was also there and a number of others. And it might have been Mark that made the suggestion because I was talking about how I think on the 1st, November 1st, Jason from So The Land and I have teamed up to do a um, online pig processing. We've already filmed it, and he's been working like feverishly to try to get this thing out. And knowing Jason, I guarantee this thing is going to be absolutely thorough. I haven't yet seen it. And one of the guys was suggesting that next time we do a pig processing, uh, depending on how it's going to be done, he was suggesting that 
you probably ought to go ahead and watch the online version of it. And as I was talking to him, I was like, man, that is brilliant because it's awesome if people can show up and already have at least some understanding. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not in an effort to make money or anything like that, but I'm really wanting to put out serious butchers, people who really want to do this stuff. Maybe it could come as like a, like a package thing. Like if you purchase the class, you get the online PDF with it or something like that. That might not be a bad idea. And, but you're expected to have at least gone through it before you come, show up to class. Yeah, because it's really helpful if I can have people that show up that already know the primal cuts. Yeah. And that the only thing you're really going to, well, it's not the only thing. You're going to learn a lot there in person. Yeah. Uh, things that I can't possibly convey in a video. Although the video is going, if you were to use that video as a paint by numbers, no matter the animal, it is going to work out for you. Yeah. But if you're a person that wants hands on, like, you know, I'm that kind of person. It's going to be really helpful. But that's one of the suggestions that I walked away from Burnsville, man. And there were so many awesome people there, man. And it's one thing if you can do it hands-on one time, and then it's very easy to follow along on like a PDF format after that. Yeah, well, Jason's providing that as well. Right. And, you know, it's always cool to team up with Jason on anything because the guy is so unbelievably thorough that he leaves no stone unturned. Um for somebody like me that's trying to get through it, it can also be something of a frustration if you don't know his full intent. And he's like, hey, dude, you got to slow this down. Um, you got to make sure people are going to actually right. understand yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> you can't go rushing through this thing. And so and that's something. I mean, that's of so many awesome suggestions I'm going to take away from that gathering. But one of the real cool ones, too, son, is meeting a soldier. I won't say where. I won't say his rank. I won't say what he was all about because um, this day and age, I definitely don't need some... I don't need a Joe getting in all kinds of trouble because, you know, they they met up with somebody like us. How about that? But I'll tell you the thing that was really awesome, and this guy is like in 1% of 1% of 1% of soldiers out there, and that he's looking at his transition before he gets out, and he's actually in the middle of uh, Jeff Lawton's class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, how I cool was that, too. man? That's awesome. Yeah. And his son, he was out there. Mm-hmm. Man, they were such a joy, especially knowing – the uh, mindset of a lot of soldiers when I was in, this guy is light years beyond. He's going to be impossible to stop when he gets out. So yep. I won't say his name or anything like I that. I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Well, he's giving me. He's working out. I'm going to email him, and uh, I'm going to hopefully work out to where he's stationed. And I'm not sure. I'm things are so crazy today. I don't want to say where he is or where he's stationed or whatever. But he said there's a number of soldiers out there farming. Yeah. And I want to go out there and see it. I want to go cool. out there and how could how cool would that be to actually go out there and look and see what these Joes are doing, man? And yeah. it's some of my old stomping ground, so I'm really I'm really excited about that. Um, well, son, that could, he's giving me that crazy look. I'm not saying where that was, son. It could very well be a number of places. It was some of my old stomping grounds. That could be anywhere. Right. And I'm not gonna, I'm going to wait for him. I mean, if he's giving me an invite to come out there and check it out. He's probably not too concerned about where that is, so I'm not afraid to say where that location might be. But I'm not going to say anything ahead of time until he gives the um, the nature of what's going on in the military and all the weird stuff going on. I'm not going to say for sure until I get total liberty to do so. So um, hope you're listening out there, man. It was a real joy to meet you, your son, and honestly, it was a joy to meet so many other people. And that's in a smaller yeah. gathering like that. It was really cool. Justin's out there running his mill. I found out about a uh, lady shooting group. They go out shooting, I think, once or twice a month. Out to and uh, they go to two different locations. One of the women owns a range. 
They go to that one. And then the other one, uh, the other day or the other time, they go to a range out in uh, Candler, I think. Wow. Well, it's, you know, it's always cool to hang out with Ben and Denise, but this time we got to hang out with Ben and Denise and a bunch of other friends that we just made. And I'm looking forward to the next one. It was, I, I, the next one, man, first of all, the location is fantastic. I mean, it's absolutely breathtaking. That was perfect. That it was really a perfect was. size building for the amount of people that were there. Well, we could have fit a lot more in there as well, but well, yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't too big, so where like everybody was, you know, spread out and like distant from each other. It kind of forced everybody to interact with each other. Yeah, and among homesteading people and ourselves included, I mean, we tend to be more introverted, so you got to kind of put us push us in closer. Right. Proximity, yeah. but the next time we'll make sure we absolutely go out there. Um, if Ben and Denise put on another one, hopefully soon, yeah, uh, we'll go out there, you know, get a few more of those. Um, what do you call those heaters that we had there? We'll get those things I don't fired know, up like along. the propane jet ones. They do also make like the diesel ones, they usually bring them on like construction sites. Well, we got a bigger version of that, and we'll come out there, get that thing cooking long before anybody yeah. shows up. So yeah, that was a really beautiful, and then that stream going through there, man, that was just jaw-dropping how beautiful all that was. Did you was. see the arcade they had downstairs? Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, surprised me, me. I was telling Ben about this place in um, Asheville. It's called Retrocade. You yeah. know about it. And uh, me and him are going to have to team up one of the days and uh, <laughs> go over there on a really snowy day, just zone out, do something I haven't done since back in the 80s, zone out in the arcade where it's got some of those old retro yeah. uh, video games. So that'll be pretty cool. All right, um, here on the farm, man, it's been it's been quite a day, son. We were gathering up pumpkins, trombuccinos. I think that video's going to, well, you would know. That video's out. Oh, yeah. that video came Wait. out today. Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one came out. Yeah, so by the way, y'all, we're going to start doing video, uh, podcasts, I think, on Monday. Wednesday will be an interview, I think, and then uh, Thursday will be the other podcast. So instead yeah, of so Tuesday Monday and Thursday, and, it'll be Monday and Thursday. Yeah, Monday and Thursday, and if we have extra episodes, it'll be on Wednesdays. Yeah. So that's exactly what we're looking at. But today it was all about pumpkins and trombuccinos. And man, we How got much a lot do you of think those. That, weighed, that definitely weighed the car down. Yeah. So there was definitely, and there's more to come. I mean, there's some on the side of this mountain that we threw up in there. Yeah. So yeah. we got there's some milk boy hasn't eaten yet. Yeah. He's, I'm going to have to do a little attitude adjustment on that. Plus, your mom, we got the uh, greenhouse planted. Yep. So that's all full done. Of broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Yeah, and I'm going to have to make sure I also get the plastic back up on the doors on that thing so yeah. we're not freezing out. That's the only thing we have left to cover, I think. Well, one more thing I'd like to do, hopefully before winter it goes into full effect, or hopefully not nuclear winter, um, <laughs> is trying to get that. We were we were kind of toying around with the idea of putting a whole house rocket stove up in there. I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be a pretty cool project, man. I, I don't think it's going to be all that hard to do, but I, I want to get that done. I think it would pretty be pretty awesome to be able to put that right down the middle of the aisle and then cover it up. Yeah, we got some kind of technical thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't I'm know what's sure what going on. About. And then uh, lastly, I'm just going to tell you all, folks, we got that freeze dryer running day and night. I mean, right now I got, um, I'll tell you I'll tell you a little free, uh, freeze dryer trick just to keep that thing kicking. If you're looking at putting food back, whenever I don't have anything handy, y'all, I, I, I just do the old staple of chicken and rice. And it's, I'm thinking, okay, if it were a grid down scenario or anything like that, well, one thing, if I just got to keep that freeze dryer running, and I do, and by the way, son, we got to change the oil on that thing. Yep. Um, and I just changed the oil on that thing. Yeah, I'll tell you my go-to <laughs> is just, if I'm in a rush, man, yeah, I'll just... what's the recipe to fill up the freeze dryer? 
Yeah, I'll tell you the quick one right there. Four cups of rice. Your mom does it in one of the, that instant pot. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll have her put a, you know, some plenty of, if we don't have any bone broth handy, which, you know, we kind of drink that. So I'm not going to put it in a preparedness item like that, although I should. Uh, we take the bone broth or basically stick that in there. She'll put some of that better than bouillon stuff in there. I'll get a rotisserie chicken if I just happen to be out and about and I need to keep that thing going. And then maybe five cans of that cream of mushroom soup. Now, is it perfect? No. But it's something yeah, that I, I can mean, easily, if anybody's looking for some quick way to put stuff, I mean, just mix all that up together. Of course, you got to add more spices in there. Of course, chicken and rice always goes well with thyme. Maybe a little bit of rosemary. Snatch some of that out of the garden. Throw it in there, and it's going to church it up a little bit, and then stick that bad boy on the uh, trays and put it in the freeze dryer. And that's what I got going. And so I'm not trying to sell freeze dryers, although we do have codes for that. Um, I guess it's going to yeah, be discount codes. Um, I don't know if it's they're a on dip- the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's like a, it's either 10% off or 50 bucks off or something like that. Okay, whatever it is, yeah, I mean, it's we got it. Something like that in the description of there. the YouTube videos. Look, I don't need to sell freeze dryers, y'all. We only promote the stuff we actually use. And I'm here to tell you that thing's been running day and night. Yeah. It's going to keep on running. I'm just um, glad it's not inside the house anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, we had to do that. That's one little thing on that freeze dryer is that when the humidity got really, really bad, we had to bring that sucker in the house. And when it got really, really cold, we had to bring it in the house last year. But I, I'm here to tell you, man, that thing, I've got no complaints. It runs. I mean, it's like you stick it in there and then you walk away and then it'll let you know when it's done. And depending on what it is, if it had a lot of moisture in it, I may run it the cycle a little bit longer to dry it out. But outside of that... Zero problems, no nothing. I mean, it's not cheap, but I got to say, man, if you count all the freeze-dried stuff we put back, and we got the big version of it, son, I think, honestly, if we had to pay for that freeze-dried food, and that's freeze-dried, a lot of that freeze-dried food is just garbage. If you had to pay for that stuff, man, we would have spent thousands and thousands with all the food we put back because of that thing. And actually, I got to give another shout-out to Ben and Denise because – the only reason we got it is because they had made the suggestion yep. like, man, you know, it would be really good if we could save our harvest because we've had, we, you can't can it fast enough yeah. sometimes, you know? So, um, which is probably what we should do with a lot of that pumpkin out there. <laughs> well, speaking of freeze dryer, I'm going to go into some of the reasons why I'm folks. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on the world news, but look, okay. The latest news are out there and everybody pretty much knows. So I'm only going to hit on it and I'm actually going to focus more on the one that has more to do with farming and preparedness. Okay. So, look, I got to point out the dirty bomb false flag in Ukraine nonsense going on where Russia basically came out and said, look, all right, y'all, this dirty bomb over there. They're going to blame us for it. And Ukraine saying, oh, the Russians put it here. OK. I, I, OK. Um, I'm just going to put it this way, y'all. You better be having a little bit of iodine on hand. I don't, I don't know. I don't, look, I mean, it, I guess it's gallows humor to a certain extent. To a certain extent, but I got to be honest, man. There's a part of me thinking that, and I'm not living this way. Now I got to be real cautious about how I say it. But there, for the longest time now, since this whole thing started, there's a piece of me thinking, knowing the full extent of how these Luciferians and all these other people that that are in control of the levers of power out there, knowing what they do, there's a part of me expecting that this is some giant parlor game. And of course we got to blame what's about to happen with this economy on something. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if somebody on a white horse is going to come rolling in saying, okay, I got this. I don't know. There's a piece of me wondering and waiting for that to happen. 
And not for yeah. any religious reasons necessarily, but I'm just expecting somebody to come in and say, okay, yeah, everything's cool. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not, obviously, I wouldn't have that freeze dryer running day and night if I really thought that was going to happen. But that's definitely where my thoughts at. Do you have any opinion on this? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple different routes they could be doing. I mean, they could just be expecting like a certain reaction from us so they can bring out the solution. Or they could be, I don't. I don't really know. There's a couple different routes they could be taking. But whatever it is, I'm not going to sit here and lose sleep, man. If you make sure your soul's prepared, y'all, then um, all this dumb stuff doesn't matter. It it matters, but at the end of the day, you better make sure you and your family are squared away. I bet if everybody just stopped watching the news and stopped paying attention to it, I bet they'd just give it up. Well. You think so? um, Possibly. But at the end of the day. Worldwide. I mean, like it would be obviously an outrageous scenario. But if everybody just stopped watching the news, like agreed to stop watching the news, I bet they would just stop with all this. I stuff. just I can't help but overlay with this with um, and of course, this happened in October as well was um, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Everybody was on pins and needles expecting the worst to happen. And you compare the attitude of the people of that day compared to what's going on now. And this is far more consequential and worse than potentially than what the Cuban Missile Crisis could be. And you just see a collective yawn, basically, from the American populace, at least. And I understand, to a certain extent, people are like, well, what can I possibly do about it? Well, I'll tell you one thing you can do. Start freeze-drying some food, (laughs) nephew. That's what you can do. I mean, food ready. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if if you don't have a freeze-dryer, we just did a video the other day talking about, you know, how you can get yourself off and running. And, you know, that's, you don't need a freeze dryer necessarily. Now it's pretty handy if you want to put back meals or meat or anything else, or you find yourself in a bug out situation, you want to drag up. Well, it's kind of hard to bring a bunch of jars, but I can bring a bunch of freeze dried food and some coconut oil or some pig fat. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah. So stay alert, stay alive. That's kind of the motto of this show. So we're going to, you know, we're going to move on. Okay. Check this one out, son. Um, I'm like I said, I, I said, I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on world news, but I got to point this stuff out when it comes to farm news. Okay. Lethal injections. Check this out. 18% of the cattle die immediately following MRNA vaccinations. And I'm just going to point this one out. Check this out over in Australia. They're, um, okay. Believe it or not, cattle are reporting. This is from natural news. Cattle are reportedly now getting jabbed with this stuff. And in a recent mass vaccination campaign of Australia, of an Australian herd resulted in 35 of the 200 animals dying immediately. And they're wanting to shoot your kids. They just approved this for kids? As if Australia isn't going through enough. The place is going through floods, droughts, fires, massive lockdowns, almost civil war, vaccinations. I mean, what else Man. can you add to it? And, you and know, then everything else wants to kill you. Yeah, I mean, you mean like the animals that are yeah, already animals. <laughs> you can't even bug out because yeah. the animals are going to kill you along yeah. the way. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get wiped. Can't swim away. Both yep. times I tried to surf, there were shark attacks. What? Both times I tried to surf, there were shark attacks in Australia. Oh man, I can't even believe you got up in there with them. And they no, well, no, but there were surfers that did. They thought that the their reasoning was that the shark was full. What? Like he's not going to do it again. Yeah. Oh, Vinny bought it, but hey, man, he got an there's, arm off of him. There's some the hardcore. Sharks are full? Yeah, the hardcore surfers out there just like, 
I don't know if they just will it. What, or do they play what? a rock, paper, scissors before somebody jumps yep. in there? No, they just don't leave. Man, you got to love those Aussies, man. Yeah. Dude, check this one out. Okay, so last, you know, these last two stories are basically going to be, look, we're not selling fear, we're selling solutions. And we just did a video on this not long ago. I think it's already out. I'm pretty sure it is. This one here, many Western countries are trying to ban nitrogen, thus meat. All right, yep, check that's this. That's the same one as the harvest. Yeah, so yeah. look, we're we're talking about that, you know, I mean, think about this, like 78% of the world's air is freaking nitrogen. <laughs> what do you think nitrogen-fixing trees do? They take atmospheric nitrogen and make it available down in the soil. I mean, they harbor all kinds of awesome bugs, so they're telling you the very opposite of everything you need to know. And I hate to tell you this, folks, but a lot of the nitrogen... We're showing you that through composting, proper composting, and a number of other things that you can avoid having to even go there to get nitrogen. But when we're talking about a, a mass scale, um, the Haber-Bosch process, basically, through your through your uh, gas plants and stuff, your natural gas plants, that process is producing a lot of the nitrogen a lot of these countries need. Now, we've heard about what they're doing in the Netherlands. And man, people are losing their ever-loving minds over that. I can't blame them. I mean, look... I'd love to see these things change too, but they can't happen overnight. Look, they've banned, they've not banned, but they've basically declared war on nitrogen and carbon. Those are two elements that are necessary for life. That should tell you something. How about that? So, you know, I guess, you know, forget about the life. How are you going to eat the bugs when there ain't even bugs out there? You know, I mean, Australia, Germany, Europe, I mean, North America, Sri Lanka. I mean, let's not, I mean, all these places are trying to scale back the whole nitrogen thing. Well, Sri Lanka, dude, they practically went straight, you know, French Revolution on those people, man. They were about to take heads off. They're over there, you know, dragging politicians out of the house, the whole nine yards. I mean, I mean, Benefits it shows of being you, in a third world country. It shows, not that Sri Lanka isn't. No, Sri Lanka isn't a third world country, is it? Well, it ain't this country. So, um, yeah. you know, everybody, I mean... At the end of the day, let's get down to brass tacks here. I mean, I mean, for heavens to Murgatroyd, they're over there ready to drag people out. Yeah, I would love to see a transition, but it can't be abrupt. And that's what these people, these greenies can't figure out. Look, I'm all about permaculture, and we can do this stuff on my scale. But when you have a guy or a gal who's out there farming a 1,000 acres, and they're accustomed, yes, there are ways to make that transition. A lot of farmers have done it. Not a lot, but I mean, some have done it. And they've done it successfully. But it ain't going to happen overnight. When we get back, y'all, we're going to talk about our main topic. I bet you didn't see that song coming. Obviously, Dad picked the music. Well, for the entire podcast, this episode is entirely picked by Dad. Yeah, keeping it real, son. That's yep. what they call this. That's exactly what I'm talking about. All right, I y'all. like the next song better. Well, we'll uh, we'll get there soon enough. But hey, y'all, the main topic of the of the program today is uh, it's actually lifted from Teddy Roosevelt, and it's 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 very appropriate. Because so many people are reaching out to me and so many, there's a lot of emails I don't read on air. There are quite a few that I do. And a lot of people are talking to me, especially as of late in these festivals, 
and they have one failure and then they stop or they transition because they don't stay at it. Folks, I'm here to tell you that we fail a lot. In fact, as I recall on our YouTube channel, we've done at least two two different um, episodes where we talk about our latest failures. And we probably ought to do it more. Because Teddy Roosevelt, and I'm, I'm going to loosely quote it, he says, I mean, it's, it's really a fantastic, I, I got my issues with Roosevelt for a number of reasons. But man, um, that man in the arena speech is probably one of the most unbelievable speeches ever. I really, I really believe that. In fact, I'm not even sure it was a speech. It may have been, I think it was a letter that he wrote. And at the end of it, he basically says, you know, and like I said, I'm going, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but it's one of those things where I tell my niece and I tell her often, um, she had like so many of us, myself included, had this fear of failure. And I dealt with that for a long time. It was a big monkey on my back. And when you do this kind of work, and it, it applies to everything. You're going to fail. But do what Teddy Roosevelt suggested, and that is fail while daring greatly. You probably heard me talk about it before. But what I also love is at the end of that speech, he says at the end of it, you know, my place is never going to be among those cold and timid souls that know neither victory nor defeat. And man, that really stuck right to the heart of me the first time I heard of that. Because there were so many things because of some of the idiotic ways I was raised that um, there wasn't any room for failure, which means there was a lot of things in my early life that I didn't try. And I, as I said it before, you know, Joel Salatin really got me out of that just by hearing him in a speech one time say, you know, if it's worth doing, then it's worth doing poorly at first. And it's true. But it also goes hand in hand while failing while daring greatly. Look, as you go on your farming journey, and I don't care where you are, whether it's in an apartment complex, whether you're in a small acreage, whether you're in a, a lot in Massachusetts where it's the size of a postage stamp, whatever the case may be, you are going to have colossal failures. But you got to push through it. And I'm not just talking about farm journey. I mean, son, one of the biggest failures we had right out of the gates is I remember getting chickens the first time. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking about when we transitioned. Was yeah. the were, were the chickens, the amount of chickens that we've lost to just predators. Or dogs. Our dogs. dogs. Due to, well, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, we had yeah. one time where Opal was yep. out there just straight. Our own dog. Yeah, I mean, just straight killing. Yep. I mean, it was just indiscriminate murder on those birds. <laughs> yeah. Like and, she hated these birds. Yeah. I mean, even, even when she was old, she would shake whenever she was around the birds. I mean, she's killing ducks. She's killing chickens. She's killing everything. Everything. I mean, she liked the killing because it was so fulfilling. I'm and telling she you. She wasn't even good at it. If it wasn't a bird, she couldn't kill it. Like that woodchuck. Yeah. She couldn't kill that. But if it was a bird, she was killing yeah, it. Yeah. She was just straight on it. But the point being is that. Yeah, we lost a lot of birds right out of the gates. We did. We lost a lot of crops right out of the gates, but you got to stay after it. You got to fail while daring greatly. And I'm going to say that more often because even, even as it applies to our family, I mean, you're going to do things that you're going to do it, or, or they're going to do things to you. And as I stated, like when I was in a Q&A panel where I shouldn't have been with Joel Salatin, I had no business being on the stage with him, but... Uh, I guess we have some kind of technical issue going on, but as I was on a, um, as I was on the stage with Joel, I was saying, you know, probably the only real great virtue I have that I know I have is my ability to repent, whether it's to my, to the Lord 
or whether it's to people that maybe I say something wrong because I am so goal-driven that I have to slow it down a little bit. And maybe sometimes I don't come off the way I should. So that's failure. I'm okay. I'm not going to say that's a failure. You need to dare greatly in doing, but you don't want to make a habit of it. But when you do step out of order, make sure you repent immediately. My faith. I mean, there are times, I mean, every single day, if I don't get down on, if I don't get down on my knees, first of all, if I don't get into my Bible and I don't pray, I guarantee I'm going to step out of order. It's just through the extent to which I step out of order. Now, if I do those things, it's not going to be as bad. But if I don't do those things or I find myself, and it's never an excuse, too busy. You know, I always said before, nobody ever has an excuse for why they didn't brush their teeth. But we always have an excuse for why we didn't do the things that are most essential. Like maybe, you know, I got an excuse for why I didn't work out or an excuse for why I didn't read my Bible. Um, That's unacceptable, at least in my life. But, you know... I'm daring greatly to try to be the best soldier for Christ that I possibly can. And I fall short every single day, but I got to go back and repent. And the good, good Lord knows where my heart's at on that. Your friends, you know, you're going to pick friends or people you think are friends and you're going to fail miserably at that. There are people I know, people in my family that are hesitant about ever trying to make friends again because it seems like every time you turn around, you get burned. Well, we were at, at, to a certain extent when we first moved up here. Yeah. We weren't. I mean, even in Texas, we weren't really looking to make friends. No, no. We've been burned so much by family and by other people that, and I put that in quotes, friends, that I was frankly pretty content, pretty content to be a hermit. I mean, we had been burned so much by family members and by friends that I really, I was really comfortable and very and, my, and William went a long way of getting me out of that. I was really, and then it may be people on the job, you know, people you thought were your friends and going to stand by you or whatever the case may be. And, um, man, you just get burned. But, you know, I failed at that, so I'm going to keep trying at it. And it, honestly, with your mom, man, she's been a real tough sell with a lot of that things. But going to these festivals as of late, yeah, she's realizing, yes, yeah, she's realizing that there are so many other women out there um that she can actually have a relationship with. Yeah. And that's always been tough for her, man. Trying to find other women that are in this space, at least like her. Um, but you know, you, you fail at that, but you, you fail while daring greatly. You do it no matter what business partners. I mean, how many times have you been wrapped up with somebody and you think they're on a straight and narrow and then you come to find out, eh, we're, we're going to go different ways on this. You know, it's not really working out. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you go and like quit being an entrepreneur or anything like that and just start working for somebody else. But some people do. Yeah. You just got to try again. You got to stay on that horse and you got to keep going at it and you're going to have colossal, I mean, unbelievable colossal failures when you go into anything like this, especially when you sell things, especially when you work for yourself. Look, if you're providing value out there, this is where Andy Frisella is really pretty handy about some of this information. You have got to stay after it in the most dogged way. If you have something that's worthwhile now, if you're not putting anything into it, like in our case, we sell bone sauce. We're selling products that by and large, you don't have to buy again, um, depending on whether or not you expand. You know, there's been some, for the most part, it's the best thing out there for deer repellent. You're not going to find anything better. Or when you're selling comfrey, or when you're selling anything that we have, 
you're always wondering, man, who's ever going to want to buy this for me? I was just on the phone the other day with another YouTuber, very successful, well-known YouTuber. If I said his name, you'd know. And even now, and he's been at this thing a whole lot longer than I have. It's always this struggle of, man, is, is anybody really going to want to buy this? And if you knew who this person was, folks, your jaw would hit the floor. Yeah, you'd be shocked that he'd, he'd be concerned about whether or not he'd be able to sell anything. Right, but you know what it does for him? is that because of that mindset, he produces a product that he he goes so far and beyond, above and beyond of anything you would ever expect when it comes to producing a product. because he's But he never charges a fair amount for it because he's thinking, why is anybody ever going to buy this from me? Right. But yep. he is extraordinary at what he does. Um, you know, you're going to have those failures. You're going to have them a lot, y'all. We fail a lot. You go out there, you're like, okay, man, I killed every doggone chicken I have. Or maybe it's something you might think is a little more consequential, like sheep. Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah, look. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you got them from Missouri and you didn't know that you needed to bring forage from Missouri as well. Yeah, to make that transition. And bam, you just lost all your sheep. So what do you do? Give up? No, all you lost was money. Yeah, you lost your sheep and that sucks. That ain't fun and that ain't cool. But now you never have to learn that lesson again. And, it, and the only thing you're out is paper money that ain't worth nothing anyway. Um, in fact, if you don't believe me, just wait a couple of months. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I hope I'm wrong on that because everybody's going to – it's going to be a sucky world for everybody when that happens, but I see it happening. That's why I got the freeze dryer running day and night. Yep. So in these, in these failures, in the, even in these community groups, son, let's talk about that because a lot of people are fording up with other people. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if they've never even done it before. Yeah, so you're thinking, a lot of you are thinking, okay, I'm going to start this community. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you what made my day, man. Shelly and uh, Jason Sparks. Um, right. Man, they sent me this video today. It, it was the coolest thing. It is so cool to see them out there teaching their community how to do a food forest, how to do that. They sent this video, and folks, you got to check it out, Two Old Crows Homestead. Um, Jason also has a channel, but I'm sorry, Jason, it escapes me right now. And I'm going to set up. If a, you look up chicken tractor on meth, it'll pop yeah, up. It'll pop up. There ain't but one of them out <laughs> There's there. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. So they, they did a, but you know what? It was really a, it was a joy to know that Jason sat through our class and Shelly is a quick study. Like nobody I've ever seen. Yep. And here and they are. A, she got a consultation. Yeah. I'm watching them do a class even better than me. Yeah. How awesome is that? I mean, but honestly, had they, had I, had I given up on this and meeting other people, I would have never known them as friends. I would have never had the benefit of seeing them and others too. Uh, like the folks out there in Tennessee, um, forgot their homestead as well. Where they Honeysuckle put, homestead. Yes. Yep. Saw me butcher a pig one time and now they're doing their own classes. Yep. You know, Shelly, two old crows homestead along with Jason. Here they are teaching their own communities. Now, maybe Shelly did it the next day after that pig processing class. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary. Shelly and Randy did. And that's what I'm hoping. I want to be, I want this information to be so ubiquitous that nobody ever watches us ever on YouTube. That's what I want. Because at the end of the day, it's not, you know, I'm an American first. Well, actually, I'm a soldier of Christ first. I'm a family man second. And then at the end of the day, I guess I'm an American and in order for us to be able to, to, if we had just one person out of every one of these classes we do where that idea takes root and then they start doing their own classes, or maybe, maybe if I can get some two minutes to rub together, I, I can't do it right now. 
maybe you're doing your own class and maybe I can come there and be a, you be the lead singer and I'll be a backup dancer. I am completely okay. Like I talked about recently, I am completely okay not being, uh, using a food forest as an example or an orchard. I don't have to be the tree. I, I'm okay being the comfrey out there. Yeah. I'm okay being the ground cover. I can work the camera. Yeah. I could absolutely, I'm not, folks, I don't have the time to do that sort of thing right now. But these are the communities we have got to get going. But guess what? None of this, none of this would have ever happened. I mean, well, I wouldn't have been involved with it had I taken that mindset of just staying or like, like, um, like America Shakespeare said, where you just vegetate in your own space your whole life. Mark Twain said that, you know, you can't get a charitable view of the world around you unless you have those failures, unless you learn, unless you fail while daring greatly. Yeah, he ain't complaining about that now. You know why? Because I'm the only one in this studio right now. I guess he had to go blow his nose. It's all good, y'all. Back to your Q&A. And I saved a lot of time for this, or at least a lot more time than we typically do. Um, I'm back now. Yeah, because we have so much. Uh, we got one from Joshua, man. He was a guy that said he had this thing from North Florida uh, where he was talking about the climbing yams. He said, I've been catching up on a podcast and listening to a lot of it. Uh, went over my email. I can't thank you enough for your kind words. Well, thank you for the fantastic idea yes you are a genius uh as an update we just visited a family in ohio we're talking about permaculture and gardening and someone brought up the idea of the air potatoes uh sure enough he knew a guy and has pictures of a guy growing a rare edible variety of air potatoes in ohio bam that's what i'm talking about this brings the mimosa and farm yam to a whole new level man that's what i'm talking about man it is so awesome and he says also apparently I guess David the Good did a video on that very thing, and he left a link here. So, yes, you are a genius. In fact, I have your stuff still starred because I intend to get back to it, son. What do you got? Um, from the Fountain app, I got a comment from Eric Sider. Thanks for the shout-out, hashtag tip of pimp. I just got the first finished compost from the urban version of his chicken tractor on steroids. He has 13 birds and 200 square feet getting a cubic yard of compost every month. If you want to see the setup, check out his link in the fountain app. Um, yeah, he left it as a comment. So you can actually click, click on the link or you can go to YouTube and just search Eric Sider and uh, look at his videos and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Um, that's another thing. I didn't even get the chance to look at his uh, text today. He sent me a text, I guess. Yeah. And I caught enough of it. We're, I mean, I've been so doggone busy and I'll get back with you, Eric, as soon as I can. Um, basically, like so many others out there, people aren't getting notifications. Um. I haven't been getting notifications from Shelly. Haven't been getting notifications from Eric. And I still, I got to get caught up on his videos because he does so much awesome work. And it's really driving me nuts because, and this is all YouTube playing games, you know. the It seems like, you know, they have no problem promoting all these fear mongers out there. Yep. But they have absolutely no reason whatsoever. I don't see him promoting anybody who's doing worthwhile stuff. I keep getting these suggestions like... um you know, hey, check out this person. And, of course, it's a total fear monger, you know. Um, 
not going to be playing games with those people. Check this one out. Um, I'm going to have to condense this a little bit. Lawson, uh, far, uh, Lawn and Farm. Hey, Billy, listen to you guys' podcast. And he was talking about uh, leaving the guts in there when I was talking about scalding a hall. I made a TikTok video last year of us scalding a hall, and it went viral, as you could say. Uh, but so many people brought this up, and honestly, I never once thought about it. He basically says uh, his ancestors have basically been doing that forever and a day, and you're right. You're absolutely right there, Andy. Um, I don't have a problem with it, per se. Here's the here's reason why I don't teach it scalded, because a pig is the only animal anybody's ever going to scald. And I do, yeah, it bothers me a little bit that the guts are in there for as long as they are. Um, and that's, that's more of a personal thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but I like to teach skinning because anybody that sits through a pig class can easily, easily do that and apply it to other animals. Whereas a pig is the only ones you're ever going to scald. If you can skin a pig, you can skin anything else. You're going to be surprised how easy a a lamb is after a pig. Yeah, you got that right. And, but no, he did say, because of a grid down situation that the freezer isn't going to be any good. Yeah. Our ancestors done it for generations before. And he's right on the money. Yeah. They absolutely. That's why Justin's really wanting to wait a little bit longer before we process his pigs. But man, some of the, uh, some of them suckers are getting kind of big, man. So we're going to have to put them in the freezer here before long. But yeah, I'd love to get out there sometime, Andy, and hang out with you guys and see how, you know, they're basically doing, you know, you want to leave the skin on obviously for Midland and uh, hams. If you're going to be doing a country ham or something like that, you're absolutely correct. Um, and I'm going to have to wind up showing that method of doing it. And you're right. You're absolutely right. It's, it's just, usually we got so much in the fire that I'm seldom ever wanting to keep the skin on it, but I'm going to have to show that demonstration and hopefully in a video in the near future, show how we basically start from, yeah, I can do all those methods. I just seldom teach it because it's not something that applies to other animals. Um, so a comment from the fountain app, and this is the last one is a hashtag tip a pimp hashtag catch Jack, you know, from the ratings, we were one below from, uh, ah, yeah, <laughs> we were 38, I think in the fountain apps. Okay. Jack, we're knocking on the back dough, but yeah. we're going to need y'all Jack to was tip 37 pimp. and we were no, 30. Jack's number one. Oh, he was number one. Jack's number one. Oh, Jack at survival podcast. Y'all. Oh, he was the one to turn me on to this fountain app. So it was pretty cool. Um, we're coming. Yeah. So yeah. Check, <laughs> tell everybody, you know, listen to us on the fountain app. It's honestly a really good app. I mean, yeah, because, uh, some of these other apps, man, I can't speed when I go through podcasts, man, it's really awesome because I can put that speed on whatever I want. Now, if it's somebody that talks really, really fast, that's not going to work. But, um, you know, when you get down to brass tacks, I can really, I'm a lot of these guys, I'm not listening for entertainment. In fact, most, uh, podcasts I'm not, I'm listening because I want the information so I can, I can speed through a lot of them depending on who that person is. So, um, this one here, Yolanda's asking, I live up North and it's past planting season for me. Can I start comfrey from seed? What do you think, son? You can start it from seed, but if you're getting it as seed, you're going to get it as a common comfrey. Um, so if you're going to be using it for like livestock fodder, they're not really going to eat like that as much, especially your larger ruminants because it's more bitter. Um, if you get like a Russian Bocking variety, then it's going to be less bitter. Russian Bocking number four, which is the variety we sell is the less, least bitter one. Um, also the one grown from seed is going to spread on you, uh, which is perfectly fine. And that's, if that's what you want, yeah, if that's what you want, that's, that's perfectly fine. 
Um, and if you're not going to feed it to livestock, that's fine too. Russian Bakken number four is also the highest in Allen Toen. The common comfrey also has Allen Toen, but um, just the number four has the highest amount. All right, uh, this one here from Christopher. Love your videos. Learned a tremendous amount from you and your family. Thank you so much, Christopher. Uh, we're still learning ourselves. We're still very, we're lifelong apprentices. Thinking of adding comfrey to my landscape for my chickens and compost to live in South Alabama near the coast, do you think it will do fine here? Full sun, yeah, basically, and he's from the 101st. Hua! Um, yeah, Chris, it's going to do fine there. I wrote back to him, but I, I figured other people were probably going to ask questions about this. Down there, I mean, it can't hurt to plant that stuff in shade. Especially um, if you have if you have sandy soil, it's definitely going to do well. It loves sandy soil, especially if you're going to harvest the roots and propagate it. It'll do very well there. We got one from Jason saying, I was looking forward to meeting you at Jackson November. Yeah, folks, I'm not going to be able to make that. Uh, and learning from your presentation, uh, what's your super, super secret place for getting compost for your animals? Well, we don't actually pick up compost for our animals. Uh, we pick up food scraps, and we've talked about it before. And, you know, I'll go ahead and give some of those up. Here's, it's not super, well, I guess some of them kind of are. Some of, yeah, them, I'm some not gonna, of them we only give out in person. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about all those, but I'll tell you what, check. Okay, for milk and all that stuff, check elementary schools. If you go to restaurants, do it between 2 and 4, preferably on a Tuesday. Hit them up and do not tell them you're going to feed it to your animals or the answer is always going to be no. Yep. Tell them you're going to make compost out of it, which is exactly what you're going to do. You go in there telling these folks you're going to feed it to your animals. I mean, in today's litigious world, they're going to tell you no. And grocery stores, okay? If you live in a big city, if you... You'd be shocked at what I've, I've been able to pull out of dumpsters. Even in the Asheville area, there are still some grocery stores out there that have regular flip-top dumpsters. If they have the compactor, they're not going to give you anything. But I'm telling you what, you catch them on the right day, and you can figure out what those days are. You go there, I'm telling you what, you ain't even got to jump in the dumpster. You can get so much. I mean, honestly, you could feed just from one honey hole like that, you'd be shocked at how many animals you can feed. And there's a couple of them. Yeah, um, you only have to find one, though, really. Yeah, you find one, you find a good... I always get a couple of backups. You know, that prepper's motto, two is one, one is none. Well, I got 10 is nine, nine is eight all the <laughs> way back down. I mean, you'd be shocked at how many different honey holes I got. And I do that for a whole variety of reasons. You, you better have some backups. So I'll tell you another one I've just been started telling people about, and that is... Uh, food banks. There was somebody that wrote to me a while back and they gave me that idea. Here's the cool thing about a food bank is they are the end user from them. There ain't nobody, you know, a grocery store may graduate it down to a food bank, but from a food bank or one of those secondhand grocery stores, believe me, they got them out there. The only place it goes from there is a dumpster. You can intercept that and you got to play your role, right? We'll talk more about that in the future. I know a lot of people got questions. Anything you want to add to that son? No, I mean, if you want to know exact places, you got to you got to show up in person. Yeah, we'll give you there's a reason we do that. We can't say it on the podcast. Anything we do in person, that's where I give all the hardcore honey holes and how to do it. But you got some good ones right there. Believe me, you have more than enough. And back to those schools. Also, remember those schools. If you if you go to the if you go to the principal and say, look, yeah, um, Jack Spearco even made a pretty cool shirt, and I got one. I even wore one at the last festival. Uh, carbon capturing, carbon capture composting company. Okay, you go in there, you wear that shirt. Hey, look, I'm trying to make this world better. You're usually dealing with leftist lunatics a lot of times. Some of them are people that mean well. 
You say, look, all that milk you got, think about it, y'all. All the milk they throw away, you could definitely feed your pigs and chickens. Chickens will definitely drink milk. Um, is it the best source in the world? No, but look around. I mean, you, we might get to the point where people are eating out of these dumpsters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are in at that point in some places, some yeah. of these cities. Yeah. Right now we got to harvest. We got so many trombuccinos and, uh, pumpkin scraps when we're all said and done. I mean, honestly, I could feed these pigs and chickens forever and a day with just what we harvest today. All right. Yeah. Moving into, uh, yeah, this is a good one. All of them are great, but uh, this one here is definitely off the beaten path. Hi, Billy. Ben from Central North Carolina. Love the podcast and the YouTube. Um, you guys are saying what I'm thinking about most of the time. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I can't believe how many people actually love this podcast, yeah. son. Yeah, it is crazy. I love doing it. We both do. Uh, we'll see about maybe uh, transitioning out of YouTube and doing a podcast, but we need y'all to tip our pimp and... Uh, <laughs> Think and, about also and leave reviews. Yes, leave reviews. William's going to do a little giveaway here before long to encourage you. Yeah. All right. He says, I'm slaughtering one of my lambs for the first time this week. I've been uh, studying and researching for a while. Is it possible to dry age in a cooler? And how long do you recommend? I've done deer like this and it seems to work. Okay. He also says, We're considering butchering, uh, butchering guinea pig, uh, guinea hogs <laughs> uh, also as soon. Uh, they're, they're a year old. Is this too young or is it a better? To wait a little longer. Yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt depending on the size of your guinea hog. You can yeah. do them out a year. We've done them. That We've, one we did for that church was out a year. Yeah. It was actually younger. Yep. Yeah, so you can do them younger. Um, you can do them really at any time. Um, it's better to typically, guinea hogs are funny because you never know exactly when, but 18 months is usually about right. So it ain't going to hurt if you want to do them earlier. Um, I've certainly done it. Um, as far as your lambs, is dry aging them in a cooler. Yes, I... Here's what I do. Here's why. Here's one of the many reasons why I favor lamb for a homestead, and why I think it's one of the best animals you can do. Number one, you're going to outproduce in terms of weight. If you get uh, hair sheep out there and you know what you're doing, you get it figured out, you're going to produce over time way more meat than you ever would out of one cow. So, and they're easier to manage to a certain extent. Once you get a good flock out there, you'll be off and running. We got some good stock coming up here in November too. Um, here's one cool thing I like about it is that when you have an animal like that, you're going to want to age it. When it comes to sheep, you're going to the long you can eat it immediately. I mean, you could with a cow too, but it's going to only get better the more you can age it. And I can cut that thing into primals, and I can stick it in one of my spare refrigerators out there and let that thing age up. And that's going to be perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. I would say if you're doing it in the cooler, make sure there's a wire rack. Like it's not coming yes. into contact with any, like the plastic or anything. Yeah. If you can hang it or put it on a wire rack, I'm glad yeah. you pointed Some, that out. Somehow suspend it and get some sort of airflow. If you can do it. that, that's absolutely going to be the best. Okay. We got this one from Diane. My son is going to be building me a chicken tractor and I like it big enough to accommodate 40 or 50 birds. I was wondering, could you send me the dimensions of your tractor? Okay. Um, well, I can't. Well, the dimensions are a. Okay, it's six feet wide, three feet deep, and two feet tall, if I remember correctly. That's one of them. The other is a six by six by two. And if you want dimensions for that, it was basically Justin Rhodes' Chickshaw, which I think it was inspired through Elliot Coleman. Um, we make ours because we live in some weird, rough terrain. 
we make this thing like a Thundercat mobile where we stick spikes on the front of it because we, we're working in the mountains. Yeah, and then we even put tethers off the rail with tent spikes because it is so steep sometimes. If I'm not mistaken, I think you can... Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty doggone sure you can get that for free. It, it might be one of the few things you can still get for free over there, but I'm pretty sure you can get that for free at Justin Rhodes' website. You used to be able to. I don't know about it anymore. Uh, it may not be the case. Okay. So, um, okay, we got this one from Brian. What's up, pimp? Thank you for sharing sharing my email back. Okay, I'm a longtime fan. Um, check this out. Um I'm a longtime fan of Jevons, but I'm looking for more specific recommendations on the permaculture and specifically a PDC. I'm looking for something where I don't have to get indoctrinated about racial equality and social justice. Yes, I actually read, <laughs> read of a program in North Carolina, and that's part of their curriculum. Um, yeah, I got a little story There's for a you couple. there. Uh, um, Nicholas Bertner and Jeff Lawton. Those yeah. are two good ones. Yeah, I mean, just I'm with you there, man. I don't need to be hit up by any of this garbage. And this is why I think permaculture is getting a bad name by so many people. So many people don't want to give it a shot because you're talking about a bunch of things that ain't got nothing to do with yep. producing food or family or community. And depending on, and he says, thank you for lifting up uh, the name of Jesus. Most importantly, all glory to him. Amen to that. Um, I'm right there with you, man. I just need the information. I don't, right. I don't need to be hearing. And some people may very well say that about me. Like, Hey, you bring up too much. You bring up Jesus. Well, um, there's other podcasts out there and he is my Lord and savior and I will proclaim him every chance I get. And I hope you find him too. You're also not paying to listen to us though. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He is the way, the truth and the life and no man cometh unto the father except by him. So that's exactly how I live my life. And I'm not beating you over the head because look, probably the best permaculture designer on planet earth is a Muslim. Yep. He's Jeff Lawton for crying out loud. And I lived with them. Yes. So I don't hear anybody giving him any crap over it. Well, maybe they might, but look, I'm right there with you. I don't need to be having this stuff thrown down my throat. And as a little side note, there's this uh, festival. I won't say what it is and where it is, but I actually, oh, yeah. in fact, they wouldn't shock me if they just kicked me right up off the curriculum. But one of the things was they presupposed they're doing like this uh, questionnaire and they're asking me, well, how do you intend to deal with, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, it's saying, how do you intend to address racial equality and all this other stuff? And um, my response was, I'm not even going to give you my response, but we'll see if we're still on the curriculum. <laughs> we'll see if we're still in that program when it's give all it said and done. Dad. Tell them the response. No, I was, I, I, I shot it back at him. I'm like, well, um, I am a person of color. I suppose a lot of those things would be addressed in uh, my presentation. <laughs> so I just left it there and we'll see these people examine me and look at what I do. They're probably going to find some polite way to tell me to go fly a kite, you know? So they're all booked up this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to come back and say, eh, I don't know. In fact, William was saying I ought to roll up in there with a, uh, uh, <laughs> remember with a shirt. I was, you're thinking about, let's go Brandon t-shirt. Oh up in there. yeah. In the class. Yeah. While <laughs> teaching the go class. Go in there in a sweatshirt yeah. and then could break fine that job, up. Billy. Yeah. Fine job, Billy. Um, you know, I got, I, <laughs> Dude, I am that just... That would be hilarious. That you dead. I am we, just trifling enough to. to do something like that, man. You have to do it. We'll record it. We'll, we'll Everybody see. Everybody can see it. We'll see. We'll see because honestly, by that time, by the time this thing rolls around, man... Well, um, no, you got to wear a jacket. 
you got to wear a jacket the whole time until you're about to present. Then take off your jacket. Yeah, we might. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I I might just go ahead and pull off something like that. I don't know. I'm we just going to have to it out. in both ways. Yeah, let me know, folks. I mean, if you think that's over the top, uh, frankly, I am really not caring about a fan. I mean, this, I don't. I don't care what your political persuasion is. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I made that perfectly clear. Um, I'm not blue state, red state. It's a state against you. That's how it rolls, y'all. Um, but I got half a mind to try it just to see, just to see some people lose their minds. Um, all right, we got another one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up again, but you run with it. Hey Billy, while looking up comfrey uses, and I saw it for sale on your website, I noticed some warning inform- information about it that I thought you might be interested in. And this is in bold letters, metabolism, uh, genotoxicity, and carcinogenity, uh, carcinogenicity of comfrey. What do you got to say to that, son? It's all, like any article you're seeing now is all based off of a very flawed article that was done in like, a, I think the the same time they figured out how to synthesize allantoin. It's all garbage. It's all crap. There's never been a, I mean, yeah, it's all garbage. At least to us, yeah. So, so with us, I mean, it's all a bunch of garbage. We've covered this at nauseum, but a lot of people haven't gotten a memo. You go out there, look. Um, There's never been a documented the, case of ever having any kind of toxic toxicity from comfrey. Right. So look yeah. at the people out there telling you that you know for the longest time that uh, hemp oil is bad and all that. I use it every single day. You know, that's the only thing keeping me from ripping the heads CBD, off of some of these. Dad. Yeah, CBD, not hemp oil. Yeah, that's but they told you, you for the longest time that oil. it was awful. It was bad. <laughs> It wasn't any good, and I use this stuff every single day. That's the only thing keeping me from knock, keeping me from knocking the heads off some of these marchies I run in town. <laughs> knocking the blue off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one. Um, yeah, I don't know the name here. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but Sandy loves the pimp cast in the videos. Thank you so much. He's asking if we ship to Europe. Um, we're gonna have to get with you on that one, nephew. Um, we have before, but with all the wacko stuff going on, a lot of comfort questions here, son. We got another one here. I wonder um, how he's reacting. Being from Europe, I wonder how he's reacting to being being called nephew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good thing, my man, nephew. Um, we got one here. It says I buy comfort cuttings uh, now. What? A, okay, basically they're in zone six B. I'm wondering if they could plant comfrey. Yes, yep. you can. That's. I think that's what we're classified as. Yeah, we as. are. Well, we're in a couple of zones here with I our mean, altitude. You but. can't really classify the exact spot we live in, but yeah, I think that's what the general area. We actually is covered two as. zones because of our altitude out right. here, so we can we can actually yeah yeah we're planting it yeah we're we're in six B also and as we, long as the ground is workable, you can plant the comfrey cuttings. Yep, we're planting that stuff. We can't plant enough for you know regarding that other thing. I mean, I'm not trying to sell comfrey here. In fact. My goal is to get to the point where I can't sell comfrey, where it's so ubiquitous that everybody knows somebody that has some, and it's easy to split. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Hi, Bill and William. Thank you for everything you do. I'm a plumber and pipe fitter up in Utah. Bam. Um, I took the advice you gave one of your first pimp casts and taking a PDC, and he's currently enrolled in Jeff Lawton's PDC. You know what, Jeff? Man, you ought to kick yeah, some what's money up down this, this way, nephew. Yeah. Um, Actually, need to hit him up. Yeah, what's up, Jeff? You need to tip a pimp. Become <laughs> apprentice at our farm for a couple of months. <laughs> no, I mean, man, it's always great. I mean, Jeff has 
been a, such a blessing to my family, man. It's the least I could do. You uh, just told him to tip a pimp. I told Jeff Law to tip a pimp. Hey, let's send him a tip a pimp shirt. Now, I wonder if you'd wear it over there, man. Yeah. We, I'd love to get him on the pimp cast. Hopefully, we can one of these days. He says, great advice. I'm getting a... Um, Get a lot of great ideas for my one and a half acre lot. Most of it, most of the comfrey I ordered from you has popped up and looks amazing. Yes, yes, that is so awesome. I was wondering, was there a question in there? Um, I don't, I don't guess there was. But hey, thank you so much. And you know what? Um, Shout out to Jeff Lot. Yeah, tell Jeff Lot. I said, tip a pimp and my yeah. man Mark. Hey, no, that's the thing. If everybody in the Jeff Lot and PDC right now, if you guys start using. And any kind of interaction you guys have, just start using the hashtag tip a pimp. <laughs> just like, don't explain it. Or yeah, maybe explain it. If they start asking, explain them about the, tell them about the podcast, but start using the hashtag tip a pimp. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean he probably ain't going to know what to do with that. But then again, Jeff Lawton, Jeff Lawton did spend a little yeah. bit of time down in Louisiana. Why don't you tell him that story about <laughs> him going, I don't know who thought this was a fantastic idea, but they brought, Okay, you tell him this story. Okay, once he figured I wasn't a vegan snowflake and he could be open with me, he came down and asked me. He's like, I was in Louisiana and I went to a black church one time. And then he like paused and he's like, do they really dress like that? I was like, like, yep, they do. And it's not just Louisiana. Man, oh, hey brothers, man. I don't know where y'all come up with some of this fabric. Dude, where do you get peach fabric at? Who who brings Jeff Lawton down to down to Louisiana to teach a PDC and then bring him to a black church thinking this is gonna be like they just wanted to see the reaction. Yeah, dude, they had to yeah. be thinking this is this had to be some social experiment. Yep. I know somebody's got video of this. I bet he's I never seen money a, on that. a peach colored suit before. Dude, I know <laughs> on a man. <laughs> He has I'm never pay seen that. Any amount of money to see Jeff Lawton go into a black church in Louisiana. Yep. Man, I know that had to be quite the experience for him, but I would pay money. Do you let him come to the United States of Amnesia again? He gets man. back over here. I'm going to take him. Yeah, I want to take him to a black church, and man, it's going to be on. I'm, and don't think I ain't going to video that one. <laughs> uh, this one here, guy, he says, My name is Jerome. Um, I live in the same area as you and found your uh, podcast. And y'all are awesome. Hey, thank you so much. Me and my wife are trying to start a homestead uh, back in Western North Carolina. And thanks for your advice. Might need some help on designing that farm. Um, yeah. Well, um, I would honestly suggest everybody, if you're in that same position, man, I would really consider getting a PDC, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, everybody I mean, we, should get we, a PDC. We said it before, but I, you know, I can't say it enough. Um, if you own a business, you should take a PDC. Um, if you're an employee, you should take a PDC. If you, ex- if, I mean, it's, it extends past, where you are. Yeah. It extends past anything like farming or homesteading. You should all take a PDC. Yeah. No matter what, no matter your situation, it's going to change. You will not look at life or the world around you ever. You, you won't look at it the same again. I promise you that. But man, I got to say, I would give any, I'm, I mean, I got this in my head, dude, seeing Jeff Lawton roll up in there, man. Yep. And if it was one charismatic black church, it ain't even It was in Louisiana, Dad. He was yeah, down he, near, like, New Orleans. I was like, oh, yeah. man, first time some sister jumped up. Oh, 
yeah. And then, I mean, jumped up out of there, dude. He probably didn't know what planet he was on. <laughs> that may have scared him out of Christianity. You drop an Australian. He's like, man, these Muslims are at least quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you drop an Australian in a black church. I don't mean to go backwards, but man, that had to be gold to see, man. I'd yeah. have paid any amount of money to see that. Here's another one. It's going to be the last one, I think, here. Uh, Sean's saying, um, basically, in a nutshell, that whenever he comments on YouTube, that uh, somehow nobody's able to see it. And he's very apologetic, thinking that we blocked him. Hey, Sean, we didn't block you. Um, oh, no. Yeah, there's. I don't know what's going on with that. A lot of YouTubers, like I said, Eric, my friend, Eric Sider, and everybody, if you're not, if you haven't checked out Eric Sider's YouTube, you really ought to. Um, the only people we've ever blocked are on T-shirts. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have, and that was only when they we only blocked the ones and, that started tripping. Yeah, we only blocked them because they started uh, like harassing some of the older ladies that were writing comments and yeah. saying like, if you don't buy a T-shirt, you don't care about children. And so, I mean, some of these ladies are saying like, hey, I can't afford a shirt, but I'm praying. Now, Which I would rather take the prayers over the T-shirt. It's worth a whole lot more. And I'll be honest with you. Look, I'm such a free speech advocate. I've been criticized before by other YouTubers uh, where somebody criticized them on my channel. I was unaware of it. And uh, we didn't take it down. Look, I'm all about free speech to a fault. Now, you start getting on there and you're you're being a pest. I mean, ridiculously. If you have a opposing view, I'm all about that. Um, but even a pest. I mean, we let that slide to an extent because that's good for the, I mean, if there's like a thousand comments in there and it all comes from one person and we didn't have to do any work for it. Yeah. But if you're, <laughs> if you're in there causing mayhem yeah. to a certain point, there's other YouTubers that, I mean, they will literally pull down every negative comment. I've seen yeah. that before. We don't I don't do know that. how they have the, well, no, they don't pull down the negative ones. They, uh, allow them or they, something, they hold them back for review. I don't so know. they don't get posted until it's reviewed. Well, I'm not even going to play that game. I'm Look, if you have some snarky comment, okay, you're welcome to it. You start putting, oh, it sure is funny, you know. Yeah, that doesn't you know, get Pornography blocked. just gets popped up there every time we go live or any, you know, every video we put out. YouTube won't police that. But, you know, say something contrary to what the powers it shouldn't be are saying and bam, you know, they'll, they'll blacklist you. In fact, I'm going to be interview uh, the interview that I'm doing with Aaron T. Scott is coming up in a couple of days. Oh, that'll be Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. And she's been blacklisted because she's asked critical questions about so many things. You talk about a walking red pill, man, that's what I'm talking about. Well, y'all that's going to do it for day until next time. Stay alert, stay alive. <laughs>